180. That's my new way of doing it. On Monday, the 24th of March, 2014, I am your mental host, Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news. Thank you for the great feedback about mixing up the Africans and kind of like putting in an African last week. Uh, it seems a few of you were keen for this. Uh, so as always, if you want me to change stuff, please talk to me. I like I am more than happy to listen to your feedback about how we should tinker and change. Um, and to follow up on that, we have another African this week for all you people who are excited about that. We're going to have a Burundi, which uh, should be lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Don't forget you can win tickets for London Coffee Festival every week. I think, is this the last week? No, next week's the last week, so you get another chance next week, but this is penultimate week of chance to win a ticket. Um, and what I'm looking for is a descriptor. So from the coffee, from this week's coffee, I want you to send me in a descriptor that I might miss. So for instance, say I say, oh, this tastes of chocolate. And I can't remember whether Burundi does taste of chocolate or not. But if I said, oh, this tastes of chocolate, and you go, actually, this tastes of Kit Kat. And you email that in and go, this does taste of Kit Kat, you clever, clever people. You can win a chance to get two tickets to get on my guest list for a session of your choice during London Coffee Week. So get them in, send them in through the usual channels, leave them as a comment, email, through the website, whatever you want to do. And, and this week's winner is the Vine. A Vine of the Week! And it comes from Sam uh, Sikota, um, who combines my two loves of coffee and beer. So that was the news! And we're gonna focus on, and carrying on in the tradition of last week where we focused on Rwanda, this week I'm gonna focus on Burundi. So Burundi, coffee in this small central African nation is super, super important, much more than just a drink. It's a valuable commodity that props up the economy. Um, I think 55% of the population earns their livelihood from coffee, with coffee accounting for 80% of Burundi's exports. Um, and Burundi shares a lot in common with last week's focus on in the neighbouring Rwanda, both in cup character, culture and actual location. They are Burundi is just below Rwanda in Central Africa um, and it really like Bourbon and coffee culture in Rwanda and Burundi seem to flourish um, wet processing is their chosen method but where Burundi doesn't have as much help is USAID have put a lot of effort in helping them create washing stations but nowhere near as much help as Rwanda uh, and finding great coffee there is a lot, lot tougher and something we've really struggled with. Last year was the first year that we'd stocked Burundis um, and, and I'm very, very happy to see this one back this year. And that was Focus On. So as I said in Focus On, uh, we actually searched for a long time for great Burundis. Every year samples would arrive and we'd cup them and we'd just kind of go, meh, meh, 
Uh, and I knew great Burundi coffees existed. I tasted them from other roasters, particularly in the US. There's a lot of US roasters who spend a lot of time out in Burundi, but I just couldn't find them. And then last year, like buses, we had like three come along and it was amazing. Um, and then this year, this one has come along and I'm really, really happy. Uh, like most coffees from Africa, this comes from a smallholder co-op. Uh, this co-op is owned by a group called Sukam um, and they own a number of mills. Uh, Rohora Mill, which is this one, um, is situated uh, 16 kilometers east of the shores of Lake uh, Tanikiaka, which you'll see in the map bit. It's a terrible map bit, I really don't know lots about it. And 11 kilometers to the west of the village of Barango, um, with Kivoga and Kalayan also in there. Uh, and it's approximately one hour and 30 minutes drive from the capital, Bajumbra. Um, the coffee is harvested in July, Yes, July does seem like a long time ago, but this is how long it takes to get wonderful coffee out of uh, out of Burundi. Um, but now it's here, it's delicious and it's amazing. It's also the challenges of getting coffee from landlocked countries. So when we get like Burundi, Rwanda, Bolivia, these are the hardest ones to move for us. Um, and it's great that this one uh, finally got through. So uh, it's from the Ruhara wet mill, uh, which is owned by Surkam. Uh, nearest city is Barengo, um, uh, in the country of Burundi, uh, altitude of 1600 to 1800 meters above sea levels from individual smallholders. The varietal is Bourbon. Um, and I guess that's it. So it's now time for Roland Glue's Daft Fact of the Week. Did you know Burundi used to be called Runanda Arundi? A bit like under a wonder. I wonder if that has something to do with it. Rwanda or Urundi? It does sound a bit like under Rwanda, doesn't it? Yeah, well done, Roland. That was a wonderful daft fact. And now it is time for the map bit. It's the map bit. It's mine and your favourite part. We're going up into the sky and we're going to go up, up, up and his way and up, up, up to see the world. And again, for the second week on the trot, we're going south and we're going to Africa. Uh, I'm really pleased to be doing Africa. It's such a long time since we've done any, and it's such an amazing continent for coffee. And very similar to last week, we're going down to uh, Central Africa, but we're going to be looking at Burundi this time. And Burundi is one of the five poorest countries in the world. So when you're buying coffee from these people, you're making a difference. You know, like paying a little bit extra makes a huge difference. And here we can see that uh, a lot of... Uh, Burundi grows coffee. Uh, there's whole heaps of it all over. And if you see, there's that lake there. That's Lake Tangika. And um, this is very near to there. It's around about, I think it's about 20 kilometres away. Um, we have some really, really terrible stats for this because this is the washing station, but this is as much as we know because it's all small holders, all small growers uh, delivering to this one washing station so we get delicious and tasty coffee. It really is a shame when we don't have more info, but when it tastes it's good, who cares? And that was the map bit. So now it is time for the Wheel of Discovery. And last week we had stock room. This week we'll have Steve's office. Put that this wheel is dying. 
So where it goes, nobody knows, but everybody's incredibly interested to find out, and that is cupping. So we're going to be cupping this coffee as well as, uh, which is actually quite good because it's actually delicious coffee to cup. So I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go and fetch delicious drinks, and I'll be back with you in just a second. I couldn't be bothered to make my own coffee today, so I get UK Barista Championship semi-finalist Imogen from 6-8 Cafe to make them. Thank you, Imogen. So Imogen is going to be competing in the UK Barista Championships, which are going to be at London Coffee Festival, that you can win a ticket for, for sending me a descriptor of how this coffee tastes. So I'm going to start, as always, with the espresso. Use my cupping spoon to, uh, to stir it. So, to start with, it's, it's not a great espresso for me. Um, I can understand why some people might like it. It's a little bit too bright for me. It's kind of all citrus, lemony and limey and nothing else. There's a little bit of sweetness, a little, but as an espresso, it really doesn't work for me, I'm afraid. It's just not my bag. I'm gonna dive into milk. And as the first well-made cappuccino I've had in a while, thank you, Imogen, again. This is creamy. The sweetness of the milk actually helps lift um, the coffee through, and you do get more of that kind of chocolate sweetness. It's still not the best for me. This is where it's gonna really excel. And this is where, for me, it will sing. So we have a Chemex in my tin cup. I like tin cup. I like the film tin cup as well. I don't know if you like the film tin cup, but it's awesome. So. And there, it comes alive. Like you get that lively lemon acidity. It's bright, it's in your face. It's lemon, limes, but there's a sweetness. There's a real chocolate, kind of biscuit type chocolate sweetness, which is just super sweet. Like, so different to the espresso. And really, really clean and zingy. And now we're gonna find it in the cupping. So, on the screen now, I'm gonna put you the link to our cupping brew guide that we did. So if you want a cup at home, can kind of do it yourself and work out. We sell cupping bowls, we sell cupping spoons, but you can use a spoon in your kitchen at home and a bowl that, or a glass or a cup even. So, so here, this is, these are where the main descriptors come from. That's where I kind of get the descriptors for these coffees from, is by cupping. And it's that lively lemon and lime acidity again. It's all in the mouth, but you get actually a beautiful, it's kind of like a, like a cantaloupe kind of like flavour come through, but it's sweet as well. It's delicious. Like that is an amazing, amazing coffee. And that is so good after we searched so long for a really tasty uh, Burundi. So it's really great to have this. I hope you're enjoying this mix-up thing. We're going to get a little bit back on track again now. We've kind of done a couple of Africans. We'll be maybe back to Brazil or Bolivia next week. I haven't decided yet, but um, I'm enjoying playing. So thank you for joining me as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.